Hello everybody, welcome to episode 3 of the Fair and Partner talk series. Uh, today we have with us uh, Joey Pei, a home bakery uh, entrepreneur who started her home bakery business uh, amidst uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. So today we are very pleased to hear from Joey about uh, her experiences, how she started this uh, home bakery business, as well as what inspired her to do this. I think this story is something very uh, relevant to a lot of our youths. Uh, who have also thought of such similar ideas that require very little cost up front. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's have Joey introduce herself. Joey, over to you. Okay, thank you, Han. Hi, everyone. I'm Joey. And I started this business um, as another brand about six months ago. Um, and then I just revamped and rebranded uh, my business to Brownie King this uh, April so it's about one month now and the reason why I started this was because like a lot of people during COVID um, you know we all stay home and and I have always been an avid baker but I haven't really actually baked brownies because to be honest I wasn't like the biggest brownie fan myself um, believe it or not and then it was my partner that actually um, inspired the business uh, so I baked my very first brownie uh, during COVID period about um one year ago, I would say. And then it all just started from there. So as you know, like baking is a sign. So I tweaked the recipes uh, over and over again. So I think after close to 50 batches, then I was satisfied with the results. And as like, like I said, I wasn't the biggest brownie fan, right? But actually I got myself hooked into these little um, decadent bites after that. Uh, after I perfected the recipe, in my opinion. So yeah, that's how the, the brownie business started. And... I quit my job a few months back and I have been focusing on this right now. Yeah, so a little bit more about the business is um, although it's a home bakery like other people, um, I started during COVID, but how we differentiate ourselves is in terms of uh, the price and the product. So the price, I try to have a wholesale model. So you buy more, you save more, the bigger box you buy, the cheaper it is. And so it's easier, right? Like a big tray by trays. So it's easier to sell, easier to bake. Then uh, as for product, I have the unique, the differentiation point would be the flavors. So the flavors are quite unique. I would say you wouldn't find uh, in the market. So we have flavors like banana chocolate, brownies, um, peppermint brownies, even durian brownies and ramen raisin brownies, which are proven to be quite popular and receive good reviews. Ah, yeah. So that's very interesting. So maybe we go back earlier in the beginning, uh, tell our listeners how you came out with the name Brownie King. Oh, okay. I actually wanted this name called Brownie Empire and I don't know why it just like popped up in my head one day. Um, then I, I, I searched for for the name availability on Accra and it wasn't available, the name um, Brownie Empire. So then uh, one night I just thought, uh, you know, how about Brownie King? And then some people actually asked me, you know, why not Brownie Queen? Then I was like, you know, um, actually 2021, anyone can be a king. So I think it's time to make it more gender neutral. Um, even like, let's say King Kylie, uh, Kylie Jenner, she calls herself King Kylie as well. So I think it's more... Um, more evolutionary now and uh, I don't think it should be like gender biased and so that's how that's how it came about it really just popped up in my, in my mind 
I think that's a very interesting uh, insight as well. Also, you know, some of the uh, youth founders uh, that follow our programs, uh, they also find it uh, sometimes the hardest part is to come up with a name for their own startup. So uh, right. I, I, like, I like the name Brownie King. It sounds very catchy. Uh, something that, you All know, right. uh, people can easily remember as well. So, uh, so far, maybe uh, you can share with us what brought you on this journey. Like how, how do you go from, you know, uh, working uh, a, a nine to six uh, and transitioning into an entrepreneur? How, how did that happen? So I always wanted to be my own boss. And I find that I didn't have the same motivation I had when I worked for myself versus when I worked for other people. So I, when I first joined my company, I already told my boss that, you know, one day I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And I said, by 30. And then he agreed and he said, okay, if you are going to be an entrepreneur by 30, uh, if you need help, I can give you investment. I can give you funding. I can give you advices. So that was very um, encouraging to me. Um, so I actually had the courage to leave my job this year, January. And I think it's more of like sometimes it's also your personality traits whether like you're a risk taker um, whether you're adventurous enough or not you're daring enough or not to try out new things for yourself and pursue your own goals so I thought like the time is now uh, I, I just had the feeling like you know after COVID people were going back to office and the feeling wasn't the same for me anymore some people they just want to get out of their house and just uh, go to office and start to chong and work again but for me it's like uh, I felt increasingly the, the need to open my own business and just maybe I was still comfortable staying home but I really like the the feeling of um, having your own business be it at home or in, in future uh, outside lah. but I realized that once I started Brownie King, the motivation for me was completely different um, as compared to when I was working for other people. You know, in, in my conversations with a lot of other founders, uh, everybody has a different reason for why they decide to go into entrepreneurship. I, I think that's sure. very interesting because a lot of youths nowadays, uh, they finish their education, uh, you know, they may go and work uh, for a couple of years and then they realize uh, either they are very jaded or they realize that their passions lies elsewhere. So, you know, they decide to just venture on their own. So what are some of the biggest challenges so far that you faced? Oh, a lot, actually. <laughs> so I just posted on Instagram, right? Um, I always have the motto in life, work hard, sorry, work smart, don't work hard. So, but I found myself working really hard these few months when I work for myself because it's your own business, right? You do everything. But I actually didn't complain at all and it was a different kind of enjoyment. So the challenges were a plenty. Um, it is even tougher than working for other people also because, you know, when you work nine to five, right? You just work, okay, until five, six, sometimes you OT, but that's fine. Uh, then after that, you go home, you just, uh, maybe some, some of y'all can take your mind off work. But then for an entrepreneur, right? It's true, actually, what they say, you work 24 hours. Uh, so it's either... Um, you can't sleep at night or you wake up very early in the morning to push for your own business. You, you just rise and grind, right? So one of the challenges is that uh, it's constantly on my mind. Like I can't get off work per se. Yeah. So when I can't sleep right at 3, 4 a.m., I'm typing away on my phone what ideas I have, what I want to do tomorrow when I wake up. Yeah. Other challenges is that um, the liability is, and, and reputation is all on you. When you work for a company, you can, you know, just um, 
have to share can you, you can share the burden with your supervisors uh, even you get scolding it's okay it will pass by in a day or two but when you work for yourself um, and, and have your own business right the reputation is is so dependent upon yourself and whatever you do can affect the business a lot but then the autonomy was also one of the biggest um advantages as to having your own freedom when being your own boss so i would say in 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 entrepreneurship, I'm sure there's a lot of challenges. Um, some you don't see during your 9 to 5 job. But if you are motivated as an entrepreneur, you will get through it. Yeah. So, so during uh, you know, the conception of Brownie King, uh, sort of came as a, as a sort of a accident because you were just doing some bakery at home. Uh, you know, you re- realized that your brownies tasted pretty good. Uh, so you decide to, <laughs> uh, you know, hey, why not make, make a business out of it? Was yeah, actually, part? I yeah, I I baked I baked for some of my friends lah. So it was the Christmas period, right? Uh, I baked for some of my friends during gatherings, and then they were like, "Hey, why don't you just uh go open your home bakery and sell? Why don't you start selling your brownies because they are so good?" So I received all those feedback, and I realized, mm, okay, I don't have other uh current plans at the moment. Why don't I start on this and see where it takes me? And then few months after, I actually quit my job to do this full time. Mm, that's a very big part as well. A lot of uh, uh, young founders, they find it difficult to actually leave their jobs because of the stable paycheck. And it, it takes a lot of, uh, I would say, courage, guts to do this because uh, there is some sort of risk involved, the risk in terms of your income stream. So, uh, you know, so far, uh, how, how do you advise, you know, fellow uh, founders who are thinking of going their own business? Uh, how can they feel more secure, you know, leaving a very comfortable uh, income stream behind? I'm sure, you know, actually I feel that way as well. So I'm not a very, very uh, seasoned entrepreneur, right? I don't have like years of um, experience. But So I also experienced this, you know, um, that a lot of times, I'm sure all entrepreneurs will agree that a lot of times you want to give up. You want to just stop worrying, oh, when when's my next uh, amount of money coming? Why is my bank account balance like that after I quit my job for so long? Um, there's a lot of times you want to give up, but then when you have the motivation to do your own business, you just carry on. The the financial um, stability on from your nine to five job is very very attractive, right? But I got this feeling. Okay, so Ke- Kevin Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank actually he said um the salary is actually a drug that they give you every month. But your own business will give you freedom. And that's what people ultimately want in the end. Yeah, so when you stop um, thinking about the, the comfort, the money, just think about how other, what other things your own business can give you. The satisfaction, the, the, the freedom you get in the end, right? It's... It's uncomparable. It's not comparable to actually the, the financial income that you get from your, your job. So once you pass through this phase and maybe when you get uh, more stability from your own business, you realize that it cannot be compared to working at a 9 to 5 job. Uh, yeah, because it's freedom. Mm, that's a very good point. Uh, for those listeners that uh, hasn't heard this quote before, 
Uh, more specifically, this quote is about uh, having a full-time job. Uh, salary is like a drug and they are actually paying you to forget about your own dreams. So I, I thought right. that was a very yeah. uh, powerful uh, quote to use in this case uh, because uh, in, in getting you know, a lot of uh, young uh, millennials to start their own business, uh, I think the hardest part is to get started because there's so much fear of the unknown, you know, and uh, part of why we are doing, uh, you know, things like this uh, conversations with entrepreneurs is uh, to, to let, you know, everyone that is thinking of doing their own startup know that they are not alone in this journey and that there are other people who are around their age uh, doing the exact same thing, you know. So it is possible with enough passion, uh, you can make your dreams come true and it just takes that leap of faith at the start. I, I guess in, in some way transitioning as well, uh, how are you uh, trying to you know, get your first uh, batch of customers for Brownie King? Uh, what are some kind of tactics or techniques you have employed? And do you have any tips for our listeners on how they can actually get this kind of, uh, uh, I would say, grow their customer base at the beginning? All right. So first, I would like to point out that, um, yeah, what you say is, is true. And um, it's not easy to, to grow your following in at first okay because especially mine is a home bakery business so i don't know if people know this or not but home bakery businesses actually cannot pay for advertising on social media so you have to heavily depend on word of mouth and what i did last month uh, last few weeks was actually to uh give samples so for food uh, one thing i find very effective is to give uh samples so when people try and they like it, then they will buy from you. So samples, word of mouth. And on social media, I cannot pay for advertising, but I, I did some giveaways. I sent my samples to some of the local foodie reviewers and foodie influencers. Um, and once they they tasted it and gave a review, I actually received quite um, good comments and people started following there. So you can find those influencers like uh, maybe those influencers that actually target uh, foodies, right? Not all kinds of influencers you can you can go and find, but then some that actually do food reviews, right? They are quite effective and they gave me uh, actually, I think about 150% increase in followers these two weeks. Yeah, so that's what I did. I'm giving samples, uh, finding food reviewers and uh, growing my uh, social media like that. And mm. I think one, one important thing is to just go on different kinds of social media platforms. Like if you use TikTok, go and use TikTok. If you use um, IG, you can use IG. If you use Facebook, you can use Facebook. Um, Pinterest, I don't know what, uh, what else you use. Um, just get on all the social media platforms and then use your analytics on Shopify or Google or what, what have you. Um, go and see where your customers actually come from. So mine came uh, mostly from, I think, first Instagram and second Facebook where I posted a lot. So I kind of uh, focus on these two right now. Yeah. But other than food, right, if you, have, um, other, if you are selling other things, you can actually try those. I guess, advertisements and advertisements don't give up um, the first few weeks because it actually takes time for the uh, Facebook, let's say, for example, the algorithm to actually recognize uh, what, cust uh, what kind of uh, users are interacting with your advertisements. Mm, that's a good insight. So, for example, if uh, other users want to sell, you know, like what, what's in trend now, things like uh, Pokeballs, uh, Asahi and, all, and uh, all that. So, what is one skill that you feel that they must pick up or learn? 
in order to you know be able to drive their business forward. You mean online, on social media? Yeah. So you mentioned some things earlier, such as uh, Shopify, uh, such as sure. uh, being, uh, I would say, uh, knowledgeable or at least well versed in certain like digital marketing tools. So, so what is one like a uh, secret platform that you feel that all uh, young entrepreneurs in this space have to know? Instagram. <laughs> Instagram, I guess. I'm not very good at digital marketing also. So I'm just like posting what I do on a daily basis. Uh, so I heard like, um, let's say for example, IG's algorithm is, okay, post uh, five reels a, a week and uh, 10 is a story a day, that kind of thing. So I've been diligently trying to do that. And I feel that the key thing that um, all uh, everyone should focus on is consistency. So when I post one or two times, you know, I don't expect a lot of followers to be able to see and interact with, with my posts and, and buy from me. But when I post consistently and I appear every single day on their feed, they will look like they will look at it like, oh, it's brownies. Oh, it's brownies again. Oh, then they will start, you know, craving for brownies. They will start up direct messaging me, this sort of thing. So I think consistency is key in whatever um digital platform you use. And probably use um I use very simple analytics like um let's say Instagram insights like just you just click the button insights I'm no pro at it but when I just click on insights I see um you know where my users come from what posts actually allow for more interaction and generate more interest yeah that sort of things and then I try to hashtag a lot. And I find that all these actually little tips and tricks give me all the influence, uh, all the all the uh, advertising, so to speak, that I need when I can't pay for it. Uh, that's a good thing that you mentioned. You know, uh, earlier on you told us that uh, you have many uh, different flavors uh, for your brownies, yeah. including things like durian. So I see a lot of like <laughs> uh, localization there, a lot of uh, fun things you can do with brownies. Like in in at least in the next like six months to one year, what what plan do you have? You know, in terms of adding flavors or or growing, you know, the the brownie king brand. Right. So in the near future, um, probably in a in next month, I would like to. I'm always uh researching. I mean, doing R and D on my flavors. So, um, I'm planning to roll out a few more flavors in the coming months, and also for the nearer, uh, let's say for the, let's say end of the year. Um, I would like to actually grow my brand in a sense that I have a few thousand following on IG and also I would like to move out to a commercial kitchen so that I can have my license and do paid advertising and grow my brand in this way. Um, I might even set up a small store outside or just uh, even if I'm not, right? I'm also ultimately looking at my end goal which is to make uh, frozen brownies available everywhere like supermarkets 7-Eleven that kind of thing and that's the 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 bigger market that I'm targeting ultimately wow that's a very ambitious yeah. plans uh, I, I could see uh, Brownie King being available in like 7-Eleven stores or even NTUC you know for people who like to stock up on like late night snacks uh, I think one of the issues you mentioned just now was that uh uh, there's some sort of regulations that like a home-based F&B business, you all have to follow, right? Because you all don't exactly mm. have a food license. So, uh, you know, for, for any uh, uh, founders that are planning to go into this 
a home F&B space, uh, what are some things that they must know in terms of uh, like government regulations and safety and all that? Right. So, okay. So when you see the government website, right, um, it says that you don't have to have a license uh, or the certificate, but they have a list of guidelines that you should follow, like wearing a mask, especially during this um, COVID period, right? Uh, wearing a mask, wearing gloves, that sort of things. Those So practice food hygiene standards, even if you don't have a license and are doing it from home. Yeah, so they can read it uh, online, I guess. Mm, that's yeah, a for good the list of guidelines. Mm. In, in fact, uh, my advice to a lot of these uh, home F&B uh, entrepreneurs also is uh, there are some WSQ courses uh, available out there uh, for food safety. A lot of these courses are usually attended by you know people working in uh, professional kitchens, uh, either in restaurants or in uh, catering uh, houses. Uh, so even as a lay person, you can apply and go and take this course. It's always good to equip yourself, you know, with uh, more knowledge and skills as well. So uh, right. I guess uh, we, are, we are near the end of the podcast. Maybe, uh, Joey, you can tell us where we can uh, find your brownies. Sure, you can find my brownies on my website, which is uh, brownieking.co or IG or Facebook uh, at brownieking.co. Yeah, we, we would welcome um, anyone who chats up with us um, talk about you know what flavors they can recommend or yeah we welcome anyone who who, who want to chat up with us wonderful and I appreciate um, yeah I appreciate every like every follow and thanks for this uh, opportunity to speak with you today Han no uh, thank you for you know taking your time because uh, these are real life case studies and stories that I think our uh, young founders uh, should hear uh, to know that you know uh, everything is possible and they should actually follow their dreams. So uh, right. to close this off, one thing to encourage uh, any uh, young listeners who are thinking of going to their business, what is one encouragement that you can give to all of them? I think the time is now. So this is one thing that I'll go with. The time is now. So a lot of people, they have be it little dreams or big dreams, but they don't get into it um, for certain reasons. Maybe they are comfortable with their jobs or um, whatever reasons they have, but I'm sure everyone has their own dreams. And I feel like um, baby steps are also steps. So the time is now as in that uh, you can just venture and take your, on your first steps and, and see where it leads you to. Um, there is never a failure. It's all about learning, right? It's all about the mindset. Yeah, so don't see things as failures because you should celebrate them because they teach you something. And that's why you should always learn in life and improve. And then see where it takes you to. Maybe your dreams will come true. But if you don't do anything, then they will not happen. So yeah, the time is now. All right. Great advice. I think a lot of uh, listeners will be inspired by this. And I hope that, you know, uh, over time, we can create a lot more uh, young and energetic uh, entrepreneurs like yourself. Uh, even with as little resources as possible, uh, we can actually create uh, home-based businesses or we can do things that are sort of like within our means as well. So uh, once again, thank you, Joey, for being on the podcast. And uh, for all listeners, please visit uh, Brownie King uh, website uh, to order some brownies for your next uh, party or gathering. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Thank you.